It's time now for the complete story with Dick Bott, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Dick Bott with today's complete story. Well, here we are now, uh, moving toward Christmas, for goodness sakes, and Rich is out of the state. Actually, he's clear out in California on the West Coast attending a memorial service for a dear friend of ours who passed away. He just got old. He didn't get COVID or he didn't, he just was quite elderly. So Rich went out to be respectful and to show our, our love and our kindness to the family. But anyway, uh, I was listening, of course, and watching vividly on C-SPAN and then the TV networks, the hearing about the Supreme Court as to as to the Mississippi law about abortion. Should it stand or should it be found uh, not, not possible, not constitutional or something? So I watched everything avidly, vividly. The one thing that did not seem to be discussed at all is the person to whom the decision is most important the baby, the little one, the little innocent, smallest little person you could imagine is the one. Um, there was lots of talk about whether a woman should have a baby um, and not be allowed to kill it, but, but I thought, well, the point is she already has a baby. Man, that's, you know, that's a subject for some, another time, another class, another discussion. I mean, but she has a baby. Now the question is, what's she going to do with it? Adoption did not come up. Well, there's all kinds of things that could be said, you know. She may say, well, I don't want to be responsible for this baby during the nine months that it's growing and developing. Um, she could have said a lot of things, you know, but I don't know of a baby that's one month old past birth that doesn't require an unbelievable amount of care and food and nourishment and love and kindness. I think when I was 10 years old, my mother and my father really, they were still giving me a lot. I was, I was getting along better than I was when I was one day old or one month old, but even at 10 years old, I needed a lot of care. Having a child, having a baby, uh, in a society that really wants to put the littlest ones first and do the best job they can and be proud of what they do, should know that when someone has a baby, uh, they can put it up for adoption or something. Society just doesn't let the baby go out into the street and get run over because nobody cares. Anyway, that's what I got out of it. So I did a little research. Um, let's see here. Earl Warren was the chief justice of the Supreme Court when Brown versus Board of Education 
was passed and Plessy versus Ferguson had to be turned over. For the Supreme Court had made a tremendous mistake in what they'd done. But listen to what Earl Warren said on February 15, 1954. And I'm quoting him now verbatim. He said, I believe no one can read the history of our country without realizing that the good book and the spirit of the Savior have from the beginning been our guiding genius, or genesis, I believe is that word. Whether we look to the first charter of Virginia or to the charter of New England or to the charter of Massachusetts Bay or in the fundamental orders of Connecticut, the same objective is present, a Christian land governed by Christian principles. I believe the entire Bill of Rights came into being because of the knowledge our forefathers had of the Bible and their belief in it. Freedom of belief, of expression, of assembly, of petition, the dignity of the individual, the sanctity of the home, equal justice under the law, and the reservation of powers to the people. I like to believe we're living today in the spirit of the Christian religion. I like also to believe that as long as we do so, no great harm can come to our country. Those are the direct quote of Earl Warren, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, in 1954, February 15th, actually. Shirley and I were married in June of 1952, so you can see from my standpoint that isn't that long ago. Not long. Now, President Abraham Lincoln said many years before, uh, Earl Warren was on the Supreme Court. Abraham Lincoln said when he was president, the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of the government in the next generation. If you're following the news at all, does that speak to you? How sloppy we have become in allowing people to indoctrinate our children just as long as we get a free babysitter and don't have to worry about it. But the children of the future. One other thing. This is a quote from the United States Supreme Court, 1885. The case was Murphy versus Ramsey and others. And I quote, Certainly no legislation can be supposed more wholesome and necessary in the founding of a free, self-governing commonwealth than that which seeks to establish it on the basis of the idea of the family as consisting in and springing from the union for life of one man and one woman in the holy estate of matrimony. The family is the sure foundation of all that is stable and noble 
in our civilization. You know, that was the Supreme Court of 1885. How many times do you hear things like that coming from the pulpit of your churches? About marriage, about family, about the responsibility for the children that we, as mothers and fathers, bring into the world and put the little ones first. Okay, well, well we got to get on to the program because Christmas is coming. And I want to tell you this, the song you're about to hear is how any of us have hope and faith and know the joy of what Christmas represents. Here it is. Joy to the world. program I mentioned that Rich is is uh, out of state so here I am alone in the studio and I'm just kind of meandering a little bit here and, and letting you know what my thoughts are my wife has been working on our Christmas list for the Christmas cards and we're going to be sending out Christmas cards and the message on each card is very very important we want folks to know we're Christians and we celebrate Christmas because of the birth of the Christ child. But now listen, listen to this song and see if it resonates. Here it is. Well, here it is Christmas time again, Lord. Folks are doing their usual rushing about, making preparations for family feasting and exchanging of gifts. As I watch this routine every year, I'm made to wonder if very many people stop to think anymore what they're actually supposed to be celebrating. Seems many have forgotten that first Christmas so long ago when you came to our world and brought your gifts of love and mercy. Apparently some have lost sight of the life that you gave to pay for our sins that we might be reconciled to your Father. Seems a shame, Lord, that in our rush to complete the gift lists and prepare so many good things to eat, we're prone to just leave you out. How short-sighted of us to allow the central figure of our celebration, you, Lord, to be shoved into the background. We're such silly characters, we humans, taking ourselves so seriously, acting as though our present lives were so important, putting our energies into such meaningless activity. You'd think by now we'd have learned, Lord, that the really important part of this life is how we relate to you and how we serve you. Can you forgive us? 
As we flutter through this Christmas season, will you help us to be aware of the things that really matter, like peace, love, and goodwill? And make us mindful of your blessed presence, dear Lord, which puts Christmas in our hearts through every day of the year. You know, folks, um, earlier when I came into the studio, I was visiting with Mr. Producer here, um, who's um, on the other side of the glass, and we were talking about an old comic strip many years ago called, uh, let's see, uh, Charlie Brown and Peanuts. Peanuts is the name of the comic strip. And Charles Schultz was the author and the artist and the creator. And he was a Christian. He was a Christian. So here is something out of the comic strips of a newspaper years ago when people really had a better grasp about what America stood for. Listen to this. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. <laughs> oh, I love that. Charlie Brown, he's got it straight, doesn't he? Um, that's what America just, just reveled in and enjoyed. Um, we've gone through a period of time now where the media, my word, the media has allowed people to demonize the policemen, the those who come and help us, those who protect us, those who make sure that we don't exceed the speed limit. After all, the speed limit is set by laws of of the state, uh, and it's the people who elected the, the the legislators who set those speed laws. So what's the poor policeman going to do but uphold the law? The law, he didn't create it. It's his job to uphold it. And... Um, and keep us safe. Um, so anyway, when I heard this a number of years ago, I thought this really says it right. When that policeman goes home and he takes off his uniform, he's a father, he's a husband, maybe he's a Sunday school teacher, maybe he isn't all that good, you know. I mean, it's kind of like everybody else in society. Some are good, some are not so good. But as a rule, a person is chosen to be an officer of the law for all of the best reasons. Listen to this. I'm going to tell you a story from my highway patrol days. I simply call this my Christmas Eve. The hour is late, should go to bed, near midnight, I believe. 
But memories keep me wide awake this snowy Christmas Eve. Yes, memories of my kids moved on. Each has their separate life. And how the holidays have changed since angels took my wife. The toys, the food, the Christmas cheer. My wife would bear the load because I would work most holidays. State trooper on the road. Just sitting in my easy chair, so many years retired, I reminisce on times gone by and all that has transpired. Of all the many happenings that seemed to come to light, a multitude of them occurred right on this very night. A drunken woman in Iraq who died on Christmas Eve leaves memories of a tragic case most people can't believe. I had to drive to where she lived to tell her next of kin, found the run-down mobile home she had been living in. The person answering the door, I still recall today, a little girl, about four years old, she said, I'm Sue McKay. I asked her if her dad was home and felt the longest pause. She said, my daddy ran away. You must be Santa Claus. My mommy said you'd come tonight if I just stayed in bed and bring a pretty doll for me. It's what my mommy said. I broke the law that Christmas Eve, did not call child's care. They'd merely put her in a room and that I couldn't bear. I picked her up and took her home. My wife tucked her in bed and wrapped a pretty doll for her, just like her mommy said. Adopted by a loving home and soon they moved away. I won't forget that Christmas Eve and little Sue McKay. Another bitter Christmas Eve, a blizzard to behold, had left a family in the ditch just trapped there in the cold. By grace of God, I spotted them all cold and gaunt with fright, drove them to a motel room to safely spend the night. One Christmas Eve, a homeless man, shivering and wet, was trying hard to get a ride I'm sure he'd never get. I picked him up and drove him to a diner on the hill to warm his bones and left him with a $5 bill. Strange how when you're all alone with memories you recall, you think of everything you've done. Was it worth it all? I think about my God, my job, my children, and my wife. Would I do it all the same? Could I relive my life? Then comes a knock upon my door. This late, who could it be? A neighbor? Or has Santa Claus come to visit me? The figure standing in the cold gives me a sudden fright. A trooper with that solemn look. Dear God, who's died tonight? I'm flashing back through bygone years and how I'd often stood on someone's porch to bring them news and it was never good. Is this how life gets back at me? For misery I've induced, where pain I've caused some other folks has now come home to roost. But looking in the trooper's eyes, my mind is in a whirl. I see a pleasant countenance. The trooper is a girl. She smiled and reached to shake my hand, and silence wasn't broke until a tear rolled down her cheek, and then she softly spoke. I'm sure you don't remember me, but thought I'd stop and say, God bless you on this Christmas Eve. I'm Trooper Sue McKay. <laughs> oh, my. Hi, Highway Trooper Bob Welch. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for reminding us what's important and what you do to keep the rest of us all safe so we can go about our lives. Let's do this one thing this year. Please listen to this song. Unto you is born this day a Savior A baby boy was found there in a manger 
Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice with all of the turmoil that's going on everywhere? Uh, besides, the shelves are empty, folks. <laughs> the shelves are empty, but I don't want our churches being empty. And I don't want the pulpit being empty of preaching God's Word and the genuine Christian story, which is, by the way, the Christmas story, isn't it? Now, Rich has gone this, uh, this week. And uh, so I've been here just kind of rambling a little bit. I'd like our listeners now to tell what's on their mind. Remember, the phone number is 1-800-345-2621. 800-345-2621. Here's a lady. Let's listen to her. Bot Radio has meant so much to me. It just strengthens me daily, gives me so much of what I need especially during this COVID time when we can't be in our churches as we normally are. I'm so very, very grateful for Bot Radio. Thank God. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you, dear lady. We thank the Lord for you, as a matter of fact, because it doesn't do any good for us to transmit. If you aren't out there listening and receiving what we're transmitting, here's another lady. I'm so happy to be able to listen to Bot Radio. I listen to it in the morning on my way to work. I listen on my way home every day. I've learned so much from all the programs. My car is my church because that's where I listen to Bot Radio. And I tell all my friends and family that they should listen to Bot Radio. And I want to thank you all for everything you all do. It is a blessing. I love it. Thank you. Uh, you know, we're hearing that more and more, folks. Uh, the automobile becomes the place where people listen. <clears throat> and they hear us. 
when they're driving on the road and their eyes are focused on the traffic or thinking about the day or whatever it is, they turn the radio on. And, uh, and that's wonderful. And the lady that we just heard from now, here's a lady from Southern Illinois. Let's see what she says. This is Linda from Southern Illinois, and um, I've been listening to Bot Radio Network ever since 2003. God bless you. I had a radio. It was called The Dream Machine, and little did I know that The Dream was Bot Radio Network. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, you know, come to think of it now, this next year, you know, uh, Bot Radio Network will be, will this be our, our 60th? anniversary next year will be our 60th anniversary uh, you can imagine i was a lot younger then 60 years ago but time passes doesn't it? Um, matter of fact time really passes fast talking to a friend of mine on the phone and uh, i remember him when he was eight or nine years old and after we had moved to kansas city and, and so this had to have been maybe 19, we moved in 1962 to start Bot Radio Network. So if he was eight or nine years old, that had to have been someplace in there. But now he's kind of, he's a grandpa several times over, and he's not doing well in his health. He's not doing well in his health. The old body wears out, but the spirit doesn't. And what's in your heart and what's in your mind, of course, that stays. The memories, all of those things. Here's another lady. I happened to catch Bot on the radio one morning. I just wanted you to know how much I do appreciate your uh, radio station and everything. It's doing a great job getting the word out to the people. And it is the true word. It isn't a false word. <laughs> okay. Listen now, if we have a man... I'd like to hear a man. That'll give me some company here. Let's hear it. I used to listen to rock and roll all the time, going to work and coming home. But from now on, I listen to bot radio. It has really moved me. It has really changed my life. And I just want to thank you for your radio station. It is a God's blessing to me. God uh, bless and take care. God bless you, sir. This is this broadcast, this, this complete story kind of kicks us off into the Christmas season, doesn't it? So Rich will be back next week, and we'll look forward to that for sure. This is Dick Bott with his chapter, The Complete Story, as a public service for you folks. And we'll see you later. Mm -hmm.